at a disadvantage for this film because I don't think I understood everything that was going on. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. I don't know if you're supposed to 100% know what was going on in the film. I think it's more of like an emotional experience. Hello and welcome to Fresh Films. We're a podcast devoting to reviewing new films out in Evanston. So today we're reviewing the new film Zama. This is an Argentinian film directed by Lucretia Martel. It is set in the 1700s in Latin America during the colonial era. So Zama is about a Spanish magistrate. He does not really like his job and he really wants to go back to Spain and he's just bored and miserable. But there keeps being reasons why he can't go back to Spain. He keeps getting increasingly frustrated throughout the film. And the film is a log of the indignities he faces through the bureaucracy and in completing this imperialist, colonialist mission that he is on. It's basically divided into two parts. We have the major two-thirds of the movie where he's trying to escape his assignment by being transferred to a more desirable spot through uh, the governor's recommendation. And then the last third of the movie kind of flashes forward a couple of years. He's no longer the magistrate. We don't exactly know what happened, but he tries to return to Spain by catching a known vagrant called uh, Vicuña Porto, who has been mentioned throughout the film as this guy who steals from inns and kills people. He's almost like a mythical figure in the film because everyone talks about him, but you never see him. And it's almost like not shown if he's alive or dead yet. People keep saying that he's been killed or captured. And at one point, the governor wins these two charred ears off of another colonial official. And he thinks they belong to Cunha Porto. But then we actually meet the Cunha and he is very much alive. So I want to talk a bit about why this film might be a bit less penetrable than a lot of the other films we've reviewed, and that's in the style of it. The film is really not plot heavy. It's about the mood, the cinematography, the performances, and the sound editing and sound mixing. We watch through a lot of very long takes of Zama going through the motions. It's a lot of really quiet scenes of the elites in this country being elites and kind of the boredom and tedium of that. It wants to evoke the frustration and discomfort that comes with the inability to have forward momentum in the audience. And that's a very risky thing to do because it risks turning off your audience because they have to feel those same emotions. It reminded me of the costume dramas of, like, the mid-70s to 80s, Barry Lyndon or Dangerous Liaisons, Valmont. From everything I've heard about Barry Lyndon, I think that this sounds a lot like what I imagine Barry Lyndon is. I mean, it's, like, half the duration of Barry Lyndon, and I think they're very different films, Zama and, and Barry Lyndon, but just the style kind of reminded me of, like, Barry Lyndon if all the characters were transported to like a desert island. So 
all the wigs and the dresses, the elaborate late 18th century clothing. It's a little worn. You can tell when people put on the wigs, they're flattened and a little messy. Everybody's kind of been there for a while and travel is not quick. There's kind of this paradox of them being kind of isolated in the new world, even though it's the late 18th century and there are all these settlements and New Spain is huge, spanning from like the tip of Chile all the way up to what's now the United States. But I really dug the atmosphere of the film. Marco mentioned the editing, and I, I kind of liked that we kind of slowed down a bit compared to your normal American studio film. At one point, there was a shot taken from Zama's back, and we just lingered there for 30 seconds or so. And I don't know if this is a representative shot for the film. I just happened to notice this one shot. I really think it helped kind of deliver the audience to this world that the camera would linger for so long, and you'd always feel like we were in the scene just a little bit longer than we maybe should have been. At times, it's a very funny movie, and I think it's on purpose, but it very well could just be laughing at the kind of flamboyancy of late 18th century elites. That's a flamboyancy that usually is played up for a very regal effect. In this film, it just feels a little lame because it's so much more gritty and non-stylized as it would be in a posh British legacy film about 18th century lovers or something. But I feel like the characters don't exactly know that. Like, they're acting the same as they would in Valmont or Dangerous Liaisons, except they're in a totally different world. There's one character throughout the film, I don't even know if he's given a name. He's just some servant who consistently walks around in, like, a very elaborate officer's jacket and a loincloth. Like, that's it. That's what he wears. And he becomes a joke throughout the film because he always appears and is like, oh, I'm looking for Don Diego de Zama. And Zama's like, oh, I'm right here. We've had the same interaction half a dozen times. What is it? And it's always the same thing. It's always the governor wants to see him or something. But in the European world, that guy would be all decked out in boots and pantaloons and several different layers of coats and undershirts and a wig. And This film also really wants to get across at a theme. That theme is very much a takedown of the colonialist system and the ways that it traps both the perpetuators as well as its victims. The way that European cinema tends to romanticize this period of history, it deflates that by showing how gaudy a lot of their fashion and their traditions really are. Also, Zama isn't some sort of man of high stature. He's not a very noble and honorable figure. He's 
a little bit of a creep. He is a creep, but he's also like the character that you almost have to identify with because he suffers just as much as any other character. Going into this film, I thought it would be very vehemently anti-colonialist, but it's much more of a nuanced critique from within the system. It's not like How Tasty Was My Little Frenchman or, I don't know, Cannibal Holocaust or something. This is the only film podcast that will compare this movie to Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, Cannibal Holocaust starts with a comparable situation. You have a bunch of white Europeans going into South America and trying to exploit it. I think it's it's a much more focused and maybe intelligent critique of colonialism because it really sits there and talks about how detrimental it, it is both for the natives and for the perpetuators of this system. I think it kind of questions the reasons why these colonists are even there. It's not a hospitable environment. They're all miserable. And the one shot of glory that they have in hunting down this criminal turns out to be this embarrassing Kafkaesque farce about how weak and incapable they are of actually getting shit done. And he's a Spaniard. Like, they brought the problem with them to the colony. He's a Spanish soldier just like the rest of them. Uh, He just happens to also be this legendary thief who's, spoiler alert, he's a member of the soldiers tasked with hunting him down. It's all a big joke. In the end, you're not really happy that Zama has accomplished anything because he hasn't. He's still not home. He ends the film with much less than he had in the beginning. And there's really no hope. It's kind of refreshing to have the story of an anti-hero who is not redeemed at the end. So, I think we're going to move on now to our final thoughts about Zama. I'll go first. So, Zama is a lot more of a mood piece, a lot more of a film as an experience type of movie than we would usually expect in America. It's very well done, very well shot, has a lot of very powerful and interesting striking images and scenes. I personally really agree with its message in the end about the banality and the stupidity of colonialism. I would say I wasn't entirely on its wavelength when I first saw it. I feel like if I watched it again, I would appreciate it a lot more. I think I appreciate it now more so than when I was watching it. I would recommend this film as a very unique experience. I would just caution to say, no, you're getting into a much more mood-driven film that's based much more heavily on evoking frustration and ennui in the viewer than other films. Elliot, what did you think about this film? 
I really loved Zama from the gorgeous cinematography of the kind of tropical location, the long lingering shots. I thought the performances were very good. It did evoke this kind of frustration, but I was kind of excited by it a little bit. We briefly mentioned the the sound design. There's always something going on off screen. Some minor characters that we never really see doing something or arguing about something, and it's a really full soundscape, which I appreciate. I definitely recommend this film to whoever can sit through a two-hour film in Spanish that moves quite slowly. It's both funny and has a strong theme. The only thing I would say is it's not super easy to follow, but if you kind of get in the right mindset, it's more about the feelings it evokes than following every little point in the story. So if you kind of come away from it kind of understanding what went on, then I I think that's definitely uh, good enough. Anyway, I thought it was a great film. I should go back and look at Lucretia Martel's previous films because I really enjoyed both the technical and, and stylistic aspects of Zama. This has been Fresh Films from NBN Audio. You can find us online in the audio section of northbynorthwestern.com and on Apple Podcasts. If you liked this podcast, you can go ahead and subscribe online. I'm Elliot Kronsberg. I'm Marco Carlano. See ya.